We are rocking here at Real Tales from the Bar Side. This is the podcast where we talk about the shit that goes on in the bar, in the restaurant, with people who own the bar, own the restaurant, run the bar, run the food, do everything and see everything. Don't ever do something or say something that you don't want seen, especially in New York at the bar, because we're watching and talking about it here on Real Tales from the Bar Side. Bang! And welcome to Real Tales from the Bar Side. We got a good one this week. It's funky, it's different, it's new. The format's a little uh, offbeat. I'll explain that in a second. But first, let's get into our bi-weekly rant. This week, we're going to talk about hiring practices for people. Like anybody out there in charge of a business... Anybody in charge of hiring, anybody in the future who is going to have this responsibility added to your job title, you're entering into a relationship that's not unlike a marriage. Do you know how legally fucking difficult it is to get out of a relationship with an employee that's a knucklehead, that's a nitwit, that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing? It's tough. It's not easy. New York's riddled with lawyers, especially, like, suited for this, labor causes, and rightfully so, but as an employer, you got to know hiring is important, and I just, oh, man, we've got a situation going on where we're, we've got somebody representing the company who's just mentally deranged, sick, like, fucked up, and that's sad. That's an issue that I, I really hope she's able to rectify. And that goes into kind of a social conversation that we need not hit in this rant because this rant is dedicated towards hiring practices. You can't hire the sick. You can't hire fucked up people to run your business and to be the, fa- the face of your franchise. It's just, it doesn't work. So when people are all pilled out and they're snorting God knows what in the bathroom. They come out with their jaw swinging and their eyes fucking crossed, asking, you know, if you want fries with that, your goddamn burger, it's a bad look. So when you're hiring, folks, keep that shit in mind. Nobody's friend of a friend of somebody, just a warm body that'll pick up a fucking Tuesday day shift. No. If you want that, hire a kid, a responsible kid in college. It doesn't mind making $46 on a fucking Tuesday afternoon because they need that shit to go out and party or to pay rent or whatever the fuck they do. Buy ramen. I don't know. But fucking Christ. God damn it. Just use your head. Don't hire the sick to represent your company. You know? That's all I'm saying because it's a bitch to get out of. And then you got people like me stuck with it, babysitting and ranting about it to people that don't deserve to have to listen to it. None of this shit's fair. But it's full circle, and that's my rant. So there it is. This week, we've got some really interesting shit happening, all right? <clears throat> got a woman in named Julie. Only her name isn't Julie. What we're doing here, I've got a bar regular, somebody that I've seen on the other side of the bar for years now. And I've seen her do some wild shit. I've seen her do some crazy shit. She's seen me do some wild and crazy shit. And I wanted the opportunity to really kind of do a deep dive into the scandalous, salacious, wild, wild west kind of stuff that she's been a part of. So we're going to give her a pseudonym. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Julie to the show. Why, thank you. So happy to be here. Well, I'm happy to have you. Wild and salacious. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know you've been in some shit. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we'll kick it off. Let's... uh turn the mirror around well, you can throw me under the bus first what's, what's what's some stuff that you want to call me out on 
I, you know, for someone that works in a bar, I've seen you in your underwear probably more often than I'd like to admit. <laughs> oh, we're starting there. Oh, okay. oh we're going to go there. We're going to go okay. there. Okay. No, that's fair. But why not? Shit. 2 a.m., the party starts. We were talking about hiring practices. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I, have I not drawn people in with yeah, my underwear yeah. escapades? Yeah, and you keep us around. Run around. If you're, listen, if you're bartending in your boxer shorts, big old work boots, with a towel hanging from your boxer shorts to keep your hands dry. I think you're in the wrong bar for that, though. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I'd Probably be, make a lot more money somewhere else. I'd be bashful in those places. Yeah, that's true. I'm not bashful at Tudor. You're not. No. You're not, unforgivingly so. <laughs> so, that's fair. That's a good place to, to, to jump off from. When I met you, this was going back probably three and a half years, three years anyway. It has been that long. Yeah, you were mm -hmm. in a relationship. I was. And something interesting about Julie is she only dates guys named Patrick. Okay? <laughs> like, it's some strange, weird, bizarre shit from the guy who makes the pizza next door to... Oh, we're not calling that dating. Oh, well, whatever it was. <laughs> to, whether it's flings or whatever. Like, she could be totally disinterested. I literally forgot about that one. If Thank you, you for that. If you meet someone named Patrick, shit's going down. <laughs> it's just it's weird. We, you, again, you've Pat introduced me to a few also. Thank you. I have. And Patrick's probably a bad pseudonym. It's also not the name. I'm trying to protect your guilt here. Thank you. Um, I appreciate it. But I should have picked it. No, Patrick works, actually. We'll, call, we'll say Pat because there have been women named Pat. That I've said, are you into her too? Now that you know her name's Pat, does it just is it gender fluid? Does it apply? You know, ironically, it does not. It does not. Okay, all right, but that's not your thing. That's cool. That's interesting. So you've um, you were dating a Patrick when I met you. I was you, dating a Patrick, yes. Who uh, was an effeminate athlete? <laughs> we're gonna just call it that. He's not an effeminate man, but again, to protect your guilt, the position he played in college sports was an effeminate position in a masculine sport. Yes, it was. So, you know, it was kind of fun because you're like six feet tall. And you're a basketball center. And it was you like, know, holy shit, Julie, what are you doing with Patrick? He's it was it was really the odd couple. Odd man out. We spent a lot of time on the sidelines together, so. <laughs> that could be taken in so many different oh, ways. Oh, it could. I know. I also thought you were probably eight years older at least than you were when I met you just based on how you carried yourself. Huh. And it's funny because I was describing you last night to a coworker who also knows you well. And I, I was telling her, you know what, she, she always had a bunch of confidence. And I said, you know what, confidence isn't the right word. Poise. Fair. You're very poised. Thank you. You are. And you carry yourself. It comes yourself. with the height, right? It comes with You've the height. You've probably seen I it think. too. Yeah. Us taller but, individuals. But you've... um. You've busted your ass and you work hard in, a, in in the world of finance, which is kind of a chew them up, spit them out industry. Work hard, play hard. Yeah. But I think that helps build kind of that poise. It does. It so does. again, I thought you were, I thought this was it. I thought you were married to this dude. thought you and Patrick were it. <laughs> thought you were older, settled. You guys would come in as a couple. And then shit just went south. It went way south. God, I forgot that was that long ago. Also, you used to drink Jack and Cokes by the fucking handle, and now you've switched to vodka. I that did. was a, a long time ago. I forgot you were a whiskey girl. I was a whiskey girl. And that's made some friends drinking whiskey. Yeah, yeah I'll bet. My mother <laughs> said never trust a woman who drinks brown liquor, and my mother's never wrong. Really? Well, I don't think so. Hmm. Look, she raised me. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. So, all right, shit went south. Shit went south. That's a good way to put it. And when you were in your your Jack Black. <laughs> that blackout on Jack. Jack blackouts, yeah. You were in that Jack Black. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, where's Patrick? What's up? 
Yeah. This is probably the. Op- I think this was when we started being friends. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Uh huh. And, and you're like, you just your go to. You've opened up a bunch. I've seen you grow. Yeah. And this is the joy, people, of being a bartender <laughs> in a neighborhood bar where you get to know people in a neighborhood. Because I've seen you blossom into a a beautiful, lovely young woman with actual confidence and more than poise yeah. now. But you couldn't talk <laughs> it about was a shit. Ru- it was a rough road to get there. Yeah. Even Jack Black, you'd get like teary eyed. I know. You wouldn't say anything. You just kind of look it's at me like... It's a dark like, time. Mm. It's a dark time. <laughs> and just shake your head and grunt. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. So if you're not going to answer me, I'll go help somebody else. But I'm genuinely I didn't realize I didn't even formulate words back then. It was just grunts. It grunts was. and stares <laughs> and trying to hold back tears. Wow, I'm painting a really nice picture of me. Thank you. Hey, it's true. <laughs> you're right. And a lot you're of right. people go through emotional shit in the bar. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a... It's a yeah, it's a shit show most of the time. It's not just hiding in the bottle. It's It's kind of you become... It's like cheers. You become comfortable in a place if you're lucky you find a place like that especially in mm-hmm. new york mm-hmm. where you need a sanctuary it has been a sanctuary people on your side yeah i'd say well, since it's been tudor at least when it was uptown it was just a shit show well that's the thing so i feel like in truth uptown kind of helped me keep a barrier with you because i had a very strict yes. like i don't fuck around with staff and you might as you well did. have worked there you were here there so <laughs> damn often like every day so I was so when things went wrong with Patrick, yes, and you were kind of like you'd start throwing me that Jack Black eye late at night. And you were like, <laughs> "I'm like, dude, we're not fucking around, man, because I know this. I've seen this movie. Yep. Patrick's coming back, and I'm not gonna be that guy that's like, oh yeah, how you doing, Pat? <laughs> After you know, you and I do whatever. So I was like, no, that's not. And you're like, oh, thank God the for grunting, mm-hmm. the grunting you get at me with mm-hmm. all of it. But it sure as oh, you're born, so I remember good. the first time, first thank time, you. first time. That you were like trying, you're like, come on. I'm like, no, no, he's gonna be back. He's coming back. Come on. Thankfully, he did not, though. The next fucking night he came back. Come on. That's the thing. That's why I'm like, I felt really good about my decision making because the next night, sure, you were born, you two walked in, and I was like, see that? See that? Thank you. Yeah, I don't right. wanna be that guy. You're right. So that's kind of the origins. He didn't last. Did not last. That no. went back and forth, and you see this shit play out. It's relationships with mm-hmm. people. And like, back a little bit and he's gone thank god you won the bar and the divorce yeah it would have been rough yeah well, do you really think i wasn't going to well joe and i certainly weren't going to entertain him <laughs> no it's true you, you, you were like joe and i's favorite person so. the looks on your faces the first time years later he came back in there though it was just priceless well we didn't know what to do it was like <laughs> do we just bounce this guy now is he not allowed in here i it was a visceral kind of is he banned from this bar because he and julie broke up mm-hmm. like and it, and then i kind of looked to you and you're notorious for recycling, too. You'll bring people back I do. around. You're right. I do. On, on Lots just... of Patrick's come back. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and not, that's not an indictment romantically. I don't know what the fuck you do in all these situations. But like, you bring them back as friends, at least. Yes. Yeah. And they come hang out. So mm-hmm. I tend to follow your lead. Thank you. And I think a good bartender would. A good bartender kind of like, all right, cool. If you're comfortable, mm-hmm. even if I might not like the situation, we'll let it ride. Thank you. You steer the ship. Yeah. We've talked about that before, right? That uh, especially was and I've witnessed a lot of really bad Tinder dates and all of that there too. That it's always fun to watch you play the field and sort of keep everybody's best interest at heart, but also have a little bit of fun watching some things melt down. Also, totally, it's yeah, kind of the best part. It takes it away from you. It takes the spotlight off. That's true for a minute because I don't know. Observationally, there's just an infinite amount of hilarity. That's why I like my spot in the corner. You can watch it all go down. Yeah, 
but entertaining. Also, we've called you a creep magnet so many times because you're by yourself a lot. True. That's and, true. And you do have that, like, there is a perfect air about you that's a balance between I'm confident enough to be alone. Mm-hmm. And don't fuck with me. Mm-hmm. That I think draws idiots in that yeah, want to see if they can fuck with you. Yeah, no kidding. How do I get the approachable side off? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what the answer to that is. But it's a. Uh, <laughs> I think it's charming. I think other people find it charming too, you and they're kind of like, yeah. So they roll up. What's what's? I, I can't even remember all of them. But what's the worst creep story? Where so, like it couldn't. It doesn't have to be a two door. But something where you were kind of like, I'm by myself, leave me the fuck alone, and it just got weird. I get a lot of those. Yeah. I do get a lot. It hasn't happened as much lately, I think, finally. I've noticed that. Right? Yeah. I don't get the creeps as much. Thank God for that. Um, the, Oh, God, the creepiest one, though. So there is a guy. You Actually, you remember... You poured us shots one night, and um, I think you were trying to get rid of him. And I had come in there a few times with him. And it was one of those, like, I think I lacked the better judgment back then. Mm-hmm. And it was probably, I mean, he had to have been almost 30 years older than me. Jesus. Do you remember? He was big. I can't remember his name for the life of me. No. He probably would have if I saw a picture. Um, but he hung around forever. Forever. I don't know why. And just hung around, like, lingered at the bar? Ling- well, lingered. He was creepy. And for whatever reason, I couldn't shake him. Couldn't shake him. So do you play into that? Do you think that's Sometimes. something on you? Yeah. I think I did for a while. Because I've noticed you can shut shit down when you really need or want to. Yeah. And that's not a skill that most 20-something women have. I feel like 30-somethings, they, they at Probably. That that's point, when they figure their shit like, out. Get the fuck away from me. We're, yeah. We're done here. Yeah. I think I finally got in that point, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've gotten better at it. I also have this weird, like, I like to try to help people or save people in a way. So I think I like the creeps because I try to make them more normal. Yeah. I can relate. Like the other Patrick, and you know which one I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. The other Patrick I've tried to save. Yeah. I've tried to make him less creepy. Also older. Also older. Yeah, significantly, right? Significantly. Yeah, because he's much older than me. Yes. Yeah, and you're much yes. younger than me, so by that logical rationale, mm-hmm. much older. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I respect that. I do, because I think... <laughs> one of my finer qualities, but... No, it, it kind of is. There's an empathy and a compassion to it where yeah. people will look at me with disdain mm-hmm. and say... Ugh, you find something attractive about everyone. I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck is that a bad thing? Right. I do. How's it bad to find the good in people? There's something, even Cuckoo Bazooka that I work with that I went on the rant about <laughs> at the beginning of the damn show, yep. there's positivity too. Sure. There's things I can cherry pick and be like, yeah, but, you know, she's on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right side. Got it. But it's uh, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It can get you into trouble. It can. Save your complex, 100%. We share that. Mm-hmm. I've gotten better at it, so I can tell you from years down the road, it improves if you want it to, <laughs> uh, without getting hardened or cold. All right, that's fair. I feel like I've I feel like I've become hardened and cold living in New York for so long. Well, you've never enjoyed it here. No, I haven't. So to all the people who also dislike New York out there, you know, give a give your side of things why you're just itching to get the hell out, why you don't enjoy it. Yeah, it's. You know, coming from a, a small town where people are nice, they smile at each other, and actually are genuinely decent human beings to a city that, you know, and again, playing sports all my life, really happy I learned the skill to box out because on the subway, you wouldn't believe how important that is. Yeah. If I got asked the question recently in, an, in a job interview, no less, talk about hiring, um, you know, what would I do if I had a million dollars and could just spend it on anything? I'd say I'd buy an island. Get the hell away from people because they just see, live here and it's just, it's madness. Yeah. 
This is not a city for people who need isolation. Yeah, or people to be nice. Why is it so hard for people to be nice? I yeah. think that's maybe part of why I am less, maybe that is why I guess I am approachable in bars, right? Is that I, I, I don't feel the need to shut them down so quickly. Yeah. Just be nice. If yeah. you're going to be an asshole in return, fine, but be nice. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I think that's a conversation I've had recently on the pod mm-hmm. with uh, Sirius XM Radio's Justin Termini about the L.A. versus New York culture. Right. I was never into L.A. I hated it. I hated how phony it felt. And yeah. I just it, it just the people. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? I'd trade some authenticity for just a little bit of kindness. Right. People yeah. are mean. They, they can't be. Evil. It's a tough, tough city. And, and I find myself getting tough to the point where I'm like, why is everyone in such a rush? Why are people such dicks? And then I'm like, why the fuck is this tourist looking <laughs> up in front of me and not walking? <laughs> no. Oh, right. I'm that guy now. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh-huh. Walking 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be that person. No. We've become accustomed to it. So you're uh, also, I, I glossed over this, you're a close friend of Joe. Yes. Meet Joe Black episode. Uh Joe, Joe Black. Joe Black in the news episode. Mm-hmm. Give us a Joe story. Let's talk some shit. Oh, God. Yeah, let's talk some shit about Joe. I'm still trying to figure out how he and I became friends. That's a question I ask myself quite often. How did this <laughs> it's happen? It is an odd. odd. You look at the two of us, you're like, yep. huh, why did that happen? I <laughs> don't know. He looks like your bodyguard. He and does. Then, and then when you kind of step back, you're like, she doesn't need a bodyguard. <laughs> He's kind of nice to have, though. When I had a creepy stalker, he kind of helped me on that one, so. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. I mean, there's some shithead that lives upstairs to the bar that was always a creep to you. Yeah. Oh, I remember him. Remember that knucklehead? I forgot about him. I got in it. I think he, he was one of the first rants I had on this thing. And it's uh, it's just interesting. He's been barred from the bar for, barred from the bar. Wow, that's fun. <laughs> for about two and a half yeah, years. Yeah, that's been a while. Two years now. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was apologize for it. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And just being a fucking asshole. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was a creep to a lot of people. But that's the thing too. I was almost grateful that he didn't apologize for anything. Yeah, like, I don't want to invite this back no, into my it's house. Nice having him gone. Yeah, it, it's wild. But like, guys, if a girl's alone at a bar, the move isn't to put on your worst pair of gym shorts. They might have been his best. I don't know. <laughs> Flip flops and just stand directly behind her at a twenty-three seat bar with all the other seats open mm-hmm. to just stand directly behind her. While sipping your drink, like that's yes. that's not enticing. To yeah, people. it was the flip flops that I forgot about. I oh. think that's what turned me off to it. That's what did it in. I don't have. I mean, I dig feet. I'm kind of a. I'm a foot guy. <laughs> a foot guy? Really? I'm a foot guy. I'm not like out of my mind, Quentin Tarantino foot guy. But I like. I'm a foot guy. But I don't want to see I people's totally feet about him. out in their sandals in New York. It's no, just gross. That's gross. That is gross. It's just I agree. gross. That's a good one. I but, forgot about him. Yeah, there's a lot of creeps. A lot of creeps rolling around. So, Joe has been like a bodyguard, though. He has. Mm-hmm. So you're out with him last night. Yes. Give, come on. Give me a Joe story from last <laughs> night. Where'd last night end? We were actually pretty tame last night. We have our typical, I'd say, you know, we, we make our way down 2nd Avenue, end up usually at, at Brady's by the end of it all. And um, I, I'm usually smart enough. I have the uncanny ability. I know when I hit that point of no return. Yeah. To get the fuck out of the situation. Uh-huh. So it was time for me to leave last night. But um, yeah, we've we've done some stupid shit over the years. Yeah. Like the 6, 7, 8 a.m.s hanging out in my apartment. Like, <laughs> God didn't even knows who else is there with us. Like, why? Right. Where did this end up? Well, How did we get favorites. here? One of my favorites. It's the only time I've been to your apartment. Yeah. Is one oh, night God, I forgot about that night, too. We went out. <laughs> <laughs> this was the turning point, by the way, when we finally, and I think you guys finally realized that I was actually, like, an okay human being to hang out with. Totally. Until the end of it all, I'm sure. We got a better sense of things because the whole fucking time you and Patrick were together, 
we assumed that you lived together. That was the assumption. That was just you guys <laughs> lived together across the street. Nobody ever said otherwise. Right. You always left the bar and crossed the street. Mm -hmm. And when shit started going south and mm -hmm. he wasn't coming in anymore, but, you know, he was still very much in the news when we spoke. Sure. You were hanging out later. You'd close the bar with us. <laughs> And one night we did that crazy ass walk down Second Avenue, uh -huh. I think, to Brady's to yep. play darts or whatever, mm -hmm. real late. Mm -hmm. It was like five thirty in the morning. It's like February, by the way. It's you cold as fuck and out. Busted your ass on the sidewalk, and completely. it was one of the funniest things I've seen. <laughs> Busting her ass. Oh, and, you know, down two, hard. The two gentlemen at five a.m. that she's with laughing hilariously yes. at her. I don't helped think either of you helped. Did you? No, we did. We, we mm. helped up, but we laughed hilariously. You did. You did. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, we ended up. We're like, all right, cool. Let's. Let's go uh, to Ale House. Ale House was closed. You know, like, we can go to my place. Joe's like, you got any Corona? <laughs> like, yeah, said, nope, Corona. bottle of Jack, though. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, we'll go. <laughs> the whole time, we were like little kids. When we opened that <laughs> tiny-ass door to the front of your building, this. and mm -hmm. we're going up those narrow stairs, mm -hmm. and I'm mouthing to him, dude, what the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? You go first. He's like, no, I'm not going first. You go fucking first. And I... you're up ahead, and you're swaying like a palm tree. Mm -hmm. So, and well, the whole time I'm like, dude, is fucking Patrick here? What is, where the fuck is she taking us? Is he asleep in bed? What the fuck is happening? I remember And this. I remember as soon as we turned the corner to the flight, of, the flight that you're on, your mm -hmm. apartment is, I kind of moved to the side and pushed him in front. <laughs> and, and, the... and you turned around and saw him and like, that was the order. The hallway was too narrow. Yeah. That, that's how we're going into the apartment. <laughs> and he gave me the whole fuck you head scratch with the middle finger in the back of his head. And we walked in. We're like, where the fuck is Patrick? I can't believe you guys thought he was actually just going to be chilling there. I thought he had no idea. And Joe, <laughs> Joe's just like, so he doesn't live here? And I'm like, no, he doesn't live here. And we're both kind of like, oh, thank God, exhale. And then it just got I hilarious. I can't believe you thought you were going to walk in and just find him pass out in bed there. The Jack bottle came out. Mm -hmm. You were in your bed, cool little like studio. We're on the couch. You pass out almost instantly. And mm -hmm. Joe and I stayed there for another hour watching music videos <laughs> and laughing hysterically at you and music videos. until we were it's just like, like six in the morning, All too. right, we'll go. Sun's up. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I remember waking up and nobody was there. I was like, what in the hell? Yeah. It's great. Did you even remember we were there at that point? You know, well, the remnants of Joe having been there, yeah, I remembered. Yeah. The bottle of, yeah. He leaves oh, a trail. Yeah. He does leave a trail. He does. <laughs> for better or worse. That's madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. And I think that's the coolest thing about neighborhood bars is when you formulate these relationships and you have these people like I'm sober and I'm still about having some fun. Mm -hmm. It's not so much so anymore. I want to go the fuck home when I'm done now. <laughs> but but back then, especially, there was just such a camaraderie mm -hmm. and such kind of like, we yeah, let's go throw darts and let's hang till the sun comes up. We had fun. It's just a perk of the job. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll be back to uh, to talk some deeper, darker oh, shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. With our girl, Julie on Real Tales from the Bar Side. You know, a lot of people are really about all their uh, farm-raised, home-brewed, whatever the fuck kind of coffee. You know, they want some freaky mocha chocolate nonsense bullshit with extra whipped foam that looks like a heart and all kinds of foolishness. I don't. I don't enjoy it. I don't care for it. I like my coffee strong and black and nobody makes a consistent black cup of coffee. It might not be strong, but it's consistent. But America's own Dunkin' Donuts, Dudos, Dunkies, born in Quincy, Massachusetts, Dunkin' Donuts has the consistency you want in your everyday coffee. Go get some. They're not paying me to do this. I just drink it all the time. Guys, I don't do ads for money. 
Nobody's paying me for this shit. So if I'm talking about something, I believe in it. I drink it. I live it. Dunkin' Donuts. Medium black iced coffee. Tell them Matt Flynn sent you. All right, we're back with Julie. Julie. Let's ease into this nice and slow like a gentleman in the second half here. Why don't you give us a nice, crazy-ass bar story for us before I start hitting you hard? Oh, God. Something that I've done or something I've witnessed? Whatever you're feeling comfortable with. Off the cuff. Something that's just like, wow, fireworks. And it hits your head and you're kind of like, that's a story I got to tell. You know, it's. I was trying to think about that coming into here. What are some of those stories? And, and barring, you probably remember most of what I've done probably better than I do even at this point. But um, I just... You see a lot when you're sitting at a bar by yourself and you witness things, you witness couples having meltdowns, you witness, again, some of the worst Tinder dates I've ever seen in my life. Noted. I've, <laughs> I've questioned, you know, is this a man and a woman on a date? Is this two men? Like, you just, you see a lot of shit. And I, to pick one, though, I mean, fire at me and I, maybe I'll think of something along the way. Well, it's interesting, the man-woman thing. That, that's kind of interesting. I've, I've been involved with um, customers that I, like, I thought maybe were trans. Right? Yeah. I know. I'm with and, you. And it's just kind of... It, I've actually hooked up with one. No. Uh, no, 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 for sure. And it was a woman, 100%. And I knew that at that point. But I remember when I met her, I was like, is it? It, like, it was one of those weird things. And I'm fully of the belief, listen, I'm just, I'm a sexual creature, okay? If I was attracted to men, I would have slept with a fucking million of them already by yeah. now. I'm just not. I'm not into guys. But if a woman convinces me she's a woman, mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, like, wow, no, that's a woman. She's yeah. beautiful. And she maybe has some masculine features or whatever. And we're playing around, and all of a sudden, a piece pops out. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I do because at that point you've already attracted me to you. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the whole thing is about. Is that a deterrent? What happens? Yeah. A whole thing about sexuality for me is just like, mm. I'm not fucking into dudes, man. It just mm. does nothing for me. But if I were, I'd have done something. And if a chick that I was with that I'm like, oh, I really dig that girl mm. was pre-op. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a deal breaker. I don't know. Never come across it. But you see that shit and you think, mm-hmm. does that guy know? I know. I love playing that game. Or is he just kind of like, oh, I'm attracted to her, and I also noticed that maybe she has masculine qualities. Yeah, that's that, that, you know, it's an interesting thing. So now, customers, you're getting into their heads, mm-hmm. and you're starting to presuppose what they're thinking during fights, and it's fun. It is fun. It's, it's actually, good entertainment. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be a big part of why you post up. I think it is. Well, that, and I just feel better about my own life when I get to watch others melt down, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Any grisly meltdowns? That, any. Anything that you see, like people freaking out and throwing shit. I remember there was one night, there was a couple there. I think you were even arguing with the girl. And she just went off. I think she fell off her stool. And then she was, like, literally screaming at her boyfriend. He was trying to drag her out. Then she came back in. They all left. She came back in. And she is just going on a tear. Do you remember her? No. Uh, that, was, that was a good one, actually. It was a kind of a knockdown mm-hmm. drag out version It was a knockdown drag out. Mm-hmm. It, it, there's just so much of that. I know. And it's... uh. It's kind of exhausting to be the referee. Yeah, I bet. And it makes, honestly, the biggest part of my job that I take most seriously than anything is trying to steer the energy of the atmosphere. And that's really difficult to do. And and Cuckoo Bazooka, (laughs) the co-worker, can a lot of times be uh, 
the worst mm. possible energy in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I can't even get rid of this. Mm -hmm. This is, I'm stuck with this. That's true. But with customers, it's kind of like, you're making everybody uncomfortable. You, you really, you have to read the room and know just you with social awareness. stir it up sometimes, too. Totally stir <laughs> it up. But I stir it up in an effort to kind of point at it. That's true. So it's not as awkward mm -hmm. and looming. And it's just kind of like, all right, now we're all acknowledging it's here. Mm -hmm. So fair. if it's going to fucking live here, let's call it by its name. That's fair. Um, there is a method to my madness. Most times. And it is kind of crazy, too. I there, There's a lot of reasons I wanted to protect your anonymity. None more than this, because this is a fucking important part of oh, man. something we haven't broached. So what was it? It was about a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. We're at the bar. I'm a patron. You're in fucking yoga pants. Yeah. And then our man Vic is hanging out, and we're bullshitting. And there's a, uh, we'll call him a businessman. Mm-hmm sitting near us and he's hanging out and just kind of poking his nose in a little bit at what we're uh, talking about, you, me, and Vic, because clearly we know each other and we're funny, fun people mm -hmm. and cracking jokes and mm -hmm. just enjoying ourselves. And eventually he just kind of slowly works his way into the conversation, starts talking to you. Well, lo and behold, there's a romantic interest. Mm -hmm. But the man's married. Yes. Okay. Now... We got to delve into this because this is some crazy shit that everybody has an opinion on. Yeah, I've read a lot about it, too. In, in the madness, I've, I have read a lot of stories uh, trying the, to process it all. This isn't a let's not spoil the ending. Fuck it. To the end. It's a year later. Mm -hmm. You're still with this guy. Still with the guy. He's a businessman who's close enough that you go to him and he goes to you. Mm -hmm. and, and the uh, the marriage is ending mm -hmm. and children are involved. Like There's a lot. And it from my conversations with him, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like at all you were the reason it's ending. No. No, it was broken long before that, uh, long before we met. And uh, you never believe in fate until these things happen. Do we ever talk about the three loves thing? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can talk that Patrick was number two. It's usually it's your first one. And again, done a lot of reading on this crap, but... Uh, the first is like your high school one, the one that looks right, whatever it is. The second one you learn the most from. Mm -hmm. It's usually, you know, abusive in some way, verbally, physically, whatever. You, you learn it's meant to be the most challenging. Mm -hmm. The third one comes out of nowhere. And that was this. I mean, do you, do you ever in a million years think I'd meet the love of my life sitting in a bar of no less than one I'm at every night? Like, yeah. One of those crazy things. With that age gap. <laughs> with that age. Who's married yeah. with children. Like, yeah. no, you don't fucking see that coming. No, you don't. And, and I, there is a heart wants what it wants sort of element to this, but yeah. it's such a fucking visceral kind of reaction that people have. I remember yeah. when I started telling people back when I was dating my ex, Natasha, that I was in an open relationship. Mm -hmm. And it would just come up, like mm -hmm. casually conversation, like, how's life? What's going on? Are you dating anybody? Cool. Yeah, I'm involved with somebody. We're, we're together. And, oh, you got a girlfriend. Yeah, I do. Great. Yep. Cool. But they'd ask questions about it. And I was like, well, you know, it's open. So wait a minute. What? Yeah, it, that's the reaction. It's it's so visceral because it's a threat to mm -hmm. people in the way they live their lives. I got right. sober at 18 in a community that's real fucking alcoholic, and nobody ever called me out on that. Mm -hmm. I was never threatened. Like, nobody ever said, oh, man, like, oh, what, why'd you do that? And if they did, it was usually because they had their own shit or family members right. that were struggling, and they were. it was just a hot button for mm -hmm. them. But this has nothing to do with anybody but me, and I'm not, like, where people can point at marriage, infidelity, and all that stuff and, and have some high ground to stand on mm -hmm. with vows and things like that. 
There's none of that in my situation. Mm-hmm. But pe- so people, and they still just wanted to judge the fuck out of me for it because it was a threat to how they were living their lives. Right. And I want to talk about this because there's so many scenarios. I have so many people in my life that have fallen into a trap with affairs. Mm-hmm. And they can be a trap. I think nine times out of ten they are a yeah. fucking trap. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with men because men don't want to leave. No, they don't. Especially when you've built something for... 20 years, right, that you've been working towards and living in and sort of stuck in for that long. Yeah. It's hard to walk away from that. It is. And, and pre- sitting on this side of it, too, it's like, well, what the hell am I doing, right? Right. And it's, it's predominantly, we still live in a culture where it's men predominantly earn the most. Yes. Still. Mm-hmm. And there's a big part of, I think, the simplicity of male psychology. Like, I don't want to lose my money, but I right. want to have my fun. Right. So why would I leave when I can just go play and be the bad boy and get off a little bit more on that anyways? Right. Mm-hmm. Now, and we talked about this shit when it happened. I was we like, did. Julie, what the fuck? <laughs> he tried to steer me what away What are you from doing? It. Like, I this know. is not something you want to be involved in. You don't want to be that person. I thought about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah and it was just My like, stubbornness. And, and I said, I, I love you to pieces. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you whatever you do on this, but you're better than that. Yes. I remember vividly. But the heart wants what it wants. We're down the road now, and and he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Is he leaving? He's leaving, right? Yes. And that's done. So like I and I've met this guy subsequently a few times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked because he's tried to get real with me about you know listen I I know how much you mean to Julie and like this and that and I really appreciate. It. And I said look dude, <laughs> don't fuck around. Right. Just don't fucking hurt her. Yeah. You seem like a nice guy, and she's nuts about you, and you should know this shit and not fuck around. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, get the fuck out. Yeah, now I can. And don't come back. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's really it. Mm-hmm. And he's in. He's in. He's in, and that's cool. Uh, and why wouldn't he be? Fucking beautiful. You're smart. you got the fucking entire world ahead of you. Oh, Young. You. He's a good Seemingly good guy who got himself into a shit situation. There's too many of those guys. Don't get fucking married young. Like, I mean, if you want it, great, cool. But if you're even remotely on the fence, don't even fucking consider it. I read a quote from Jim Carrey recently that said, uh, marriage is, is so fucked up because it's literally, I love this person so much, I'm going to get the government involved so you can't leave. And if you do, you're taking half my money with you, right? It's, it's just a weird concept. I, I don't understand it. And I can get off on a whole other rant that maybe I'll save for the beginning of another podcast about just how came to be yeah and just a little bit of a construct of, or- of government and religion <laughs> to keep people like... i don't see you ever getting married i don't know i don't know <laughs> third love maybe who knows maybe but uh it's just a sticky situation yes it has been and i hope that the conversation about it has gotten some listeners blood pressure up a little bit because if it is and you're finding yourself in a place of judgment right now Check it a little. Try to. Try to fucking check it. I know people have been on both sides of this. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of I people do. that have been jilted and, and like, and again, if your marriage fails and it's failed, but there's an affair, that's what you want to point at. Right. Like, oh, and you want to blame the Julies of the world and all these people that are just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, like you're the reason. You're not the reason. Yeah. You're not the reason. Unhappiness is unhappiness, you know. It's been interesting. Yeah, again, you read a lot, and, and there's no way that I won't come out of it the bad guy, right? And, and that's just what you have to deal with. You have to accept it. So you don't like New York. You're in this situation with this guy. Mm-hmm. He's leaving. What's the perfect world for you? Like, what do you want? Where do you want to be, and how do you want to live with him? He's got kids. How many? Four. What's the age range? 
Youngie, you're going to laugh at me for this. The youngest is 13, and the oldest is in his early 20s. I've already laughed at you for this. I know. We've already. I know. It's ridiculous. I just wanted to get specific, so mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, you know, not to, I didn't speak without education on this. So, 13 <laughs> to your age, and... Close enough, yeah. Yeah. Like, listen, guys are fucking creeps. They are. Especially I've met a lot of them yeah. in that bar, especially. And, and creepy can be one thing where it's just like, all right, you're making me physically uncomfortable. Yes. And creepy can also be kind of like, well, this is wildly out of what's appropriate in yes. normal society, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be like the definition that's more <laughs> appropriate in this situation <laughs> where it's like, that's fucking I creepy. I think so. That's yeah. creepy. You got a kid my age. Fucking creepy. It is creepy. But. It is what it is. It is what Life it is. Life is short, and it, there's transparency involved. And I'll say this. The one thing I don't fucking like about it, she still doesn't know, right? Correct. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's where I'll pull my judgment card. Because I am a believer in transparency. I am too. It doesn't make everything okay. I've, I've gone through a lot of life thinking that it does. It doesn't. Yeah. But at least you give adults an opportunity to make decisions for themselves. I will give him credit, though. He never lied about it. So, I mean, again, probably knock in my corner. Yeah, knock in my corner. I knew from the night we met, but. Total knock in your corner. I know. Yeah. And that's, dude, we're we're all fucking imperfect. We're Mm -hmm. all imperfect. And it's not like you're kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to steal this. You had your your fun with the guy who wanted to be bad and it grew into something more. And now you're kind of on board for. Oh, it'd be a hell of a lot easier if I wasn't. But yeah. Yeah. I'm in it. For raising someone your age, you know? (laughs) So nobody's envying your position. <laughs> oh, step-grandma in my 20s would be awesome, wouldn't it? Oh, Think about that. You're not going to marry this guy, right? Uh, I don't know. Not not for a while. No, God, because... no. I don't, I've never been the one to want to get married. I'm not the yeah. big, wear a big dress in front of everybody sort of thing. Like, God, no. Can we, because we got this. This is going to be live and direct forever. Yes. In ink. Mm-hmm. Can we get you to, to commit to an age that you... That I want to be married? Like, no. Like, like, I will not marry this guy until I'm at least blank. And put a fucking three at the very least (laughs) at the beginning of that number, please. Yes. What do you got? Give me a number. Throw one. 32. Mm -hmm. How about that? Called out. 32. You heard it. That's what? Seven years? Seven years. All right. Yeah. So 32 is the earliest that you'll consider it. That's it. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's better. Kids are all out of school. (laughs) Seven. Yeah. 21. Kids can all drink. You can yeah. sit down and have a drink with the youngest and say, listen, I'm thinking about marrying your father. <laughs> this is fair. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. I know you are. Because shit just gets crazy. It does. And he's not going to have a ton of money to give you because he's going to be giving it to the first one. I don't need the money. I know. I'm you just know saying. that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, shit. The track no. I'm going, I'll, I'll, I'll out-earn him soon enough. That's the way it fucking should be, right? man. I'm, I got way too much of a ego complex to, oh, to I'm type like a personality I, I need, to the core you know i need the the level because if i'm making more or less mm-hmm. like shit just gets weird in mm-hmm. my head that's that's something i gotta work through oh yeah but no that's the, that's the thing i think a lot of people especially in new york are searching for that that jackpot mm-hmm. oh yeah well that's the stigma too i talk to people are like you know you look at the older guy the younger woman right and mm-hmm. that's the stigma they're in it for the money they're in it for something and that's not it right and that's why i think i've well, maybe i've tried to rationalize it in my head but that's not it. No. No, it's not. And, and I'm glad that I know you as well as I do to know that it isn't. Yeah. Because, listen, you come in with fucking one of 18 different Patricks <laughs> and 
the bill comes and they try and pay and you're like, fuck you, you're not paying. Mm -hmm. And I say, yeah, fuck you, you're not paying. She's her own woman, she's independent, and she's the boss. If she wants to pay, and she always wants to pay, mm -hmm. I'm giving you the bill. Mm -hmm. Which, Thank you, you know, is, of course. And, and also, like, come on. I take good care of you. You, you take do. good care of me. I'm not going to let some goof who's going to try and fucking <laughs> puff his chest out and peacock around because he's paying for a fucking $30 bill that should be 170 Exactly. Exactly. It's like, relax, pal. She's got this. She Love wants you. it. Can she handle can it. handle it. Yeah. Can handle it. So when do you want to get the hell out of here? Not the podcast, but the city. <sighs> Tomorrow would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. I've had it. Yeah. New York is not for me anymore. And are you looking, are you already 25? Are you already kind of like, give me a small town, or do you want to be in a smaller city? Like like, like Boston. Boston's more manageable. Philly's more manageable. These are cities that are kind of like, oh, yeah, I could I could see myself here a little bit more. Island in Greece, perfect. Send me there tomorrow. Really? You're kind of just I would. Again, this? if I didn't have sort of the, the ties now to the area needing to keep me here, potentially, I'd, I'd be in Europe somewhere at this point. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Europe. Right. I know. Hell, why not? I, I kind of want to retire to Italy. <laughs> You're a little young for that, but okay. Not yet, no, but I mean down the road. It has nothing to do with politics, not getting crazy. Oh, I'm fleeing the country. Fuck that. I love this yeah. country. It's great. I don't give a shit who's in charge. I'll shake my head all I want at the Oh, that's leadership. almost gotten me in fisticuffs at bars before. That's, yeah. Well, I think I told <laughs> you. Witnessed, you've witnessed some yeah. of that before. I've, I've had to exit myself from some of those situations. Well, people want to act slick, and then they're yeah. like, yeah, can you put Fox News on? I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten into it with people that I'm like, I don't get CNN. We don't get it on this package. Like, you don't get CNN. And they're asking management and all this shit. It's just like, dude, I'll lie to you so I don't have to deal with mm -hmm. your nonsense. But if you want the truth, here it is. I don't want to fucking deal with political foolishness. No. That girl over there doesn't feel the way you feel, so we're going to put your news channel on, and she's going to get pissy, and somebody's going to say something stupid. Right. Here's Sports Center. Everybody go fuck yourselves, you know? <laughs> Here's the highlights. Like, we're already fucking dumbing ourselves down with booze to try and escape from the fucking chaos that mm -hmm. is the world around us let's watch some sports highlights while we do it i agree like, can we just fucking own it but even that gets us into fights sometimes too people want to change channels and watch teams that well a we're not fans of or b yeah totally. no one else in the bar wants to watch <laughs> but that i can handle because at least people That's aren't trying to show off. It turns into fucking goodwill hunting when you put the news yeah. on. And everybody wants to talk about all the regurgitated <laughs> bullshit that they learned and fucking saw on the news. And no, I have no interest. I'm with you on that. Yeah. It's no fun. So you want to get out of here soon. Mm -hmm. I get that. But while you're here, is there anything else you want to do? Anything in New York you haven't done yet? I don't think so. I feel like I've done it all. Yeah. I feel like I've had enough. Yeah. I've done everything. I've seen the shows. I've, you know, gone to the clubs. I've done a lot of it. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. That's it. It's a transient place. It really is. Like a, a lot yeah. of people feel that way. And it's just kind of, uh, I had somebody on earlier in the series here that was kind of like, I, I had said, I feel like it's either sink or swim. Mm-hmm. And it's like you make it or you die. And she's you like, do. I think you just make it or you leave. Yeah, I'm fair. like, yeah, okay, that's less dramatic. And I probably a little dramatic. bit more accurate, too. Most people just go. But it's so fucked up because it's such a crazy city that moves at such a high pace. When you're gone, it, a lot of times you forget that people were even here. I know. Well, it does happen so fast, right? And even I think about the people that have come and gone in the last few years, and you can't, you forget about them, and, and life moves on. Yeah, and the pace keeps going. Pace keeps going. Fast track. It goes nuts. Yeah, it's wild. You'll always have this podcast to remember me by. I will! 
and to kind of fucking hold your face in if you ever get an engagement yes, before 32. <laughs> well, I totally wish you the best with this. And I, I really hope I, I thank you for your transparency. And uh, your reward was a pseudonym. Yes. For coming in. Jules. And, and, and talking. Jules will live on. <laughs> Jules for life. <laughs> it's great. It really is. And I, um, I, I just applaud your candor. Shit's not easy to talk about, even with a pseudonym, and it, it's not going to be an easy road for you. And it's going to no, get, God, no. It's going to get tough. That's and what I, people say, right? Like, like, why are you doing this? Because it's like, yes, I like beating myself with a bat every day of how how challenging this is going to be. But you do, you make it work. Yeah, no, you you, figure it out if you believe in it. Mm-hmm. And you just got to make because I know you do. You got to make damn sure he's on board a hundred. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, the only way you really have a shot at this but i wish you the best and all the success and happiness and wherever you go and all that you do i thank you with or without him and it's not a shot across his bow he's he's a fine guy given the circumstances anyway well and uh that is what it is so tons of love tons of love thank you and uh thanks for coming in thanks for having me guys curb your judgment think about what we talked about today don't every fucking situation in life is different all gray areas, no black and white. Enough of that shit. Come on. Think for yourselves. This is the situation. That's the deal. And we got all kinds of love for you. Thanks for listening here on Real Tales from the Bar Side. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. Be sure to tip your bartenders and tip us by subscribing liking leaving us a review that stuff helps like hell and we really appreciate it so thank you again hope you enjoyed yourself and we'll catch you next week